You're listening to Her Brilliant Health Radio, episode number eight. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Kieran Dunstan, shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Kieran here for another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Today I have a special guest who's going to help you understand lots about mystery illness in the body, toxicity. She deals a lot with molds and multiple chemical sensitivity and Lyme disease and all kinds of illnesses that are very chronic and stealth mystery diseases. They're my favorite to uncover because generally people who have suffered with these types of illnesses have been from doctor to doctor to doctor for years suffering. Maybe that's you and you don't have a diagnosis and you still wonder what's going on with you. Well, listen up because it could be one of the things we're going to touch on today. So we're talking with Dr. Jill Carnahan today. She is your functional medicine expert. She uses functional medicine to help you find answers to the cause of your illness and the nutritional and biochemical imbalances that may be making you feel ill. Functional medicine is personalized medicine that deals with root cause of disease instead of just treating symptoms. Dr. Jill lives in Colorado, where her practice, Flatiron Functional Medicine, is one of the go-to centers actually in the country for diagnosis of these mystery illnesses. And she is known in our circles as being a toxicity and mystery illness expert. Please help me welcome Dr. Jill Carnahan. Well, welcome Dr. Jill. It's so wonderful to have you here. Thank you, great to be here. So we're talking about Her Brilliant Health, and I'm really excited to talk to you about so many things because I know that in your personal story, you have had a lot of health challenges that have helped you or spurred you to discover no diseases, no information, new treatments that are natural that have been able to help you, and I have a similar story. So can you talk a little bit about how you got to where you are, your personal journey, and your passion? Oh, sure. So I was a third-year medical student when suddenly I found a lump in my breast at 25 years old. And, you know, we're taught in medical school it's a disease of older women generally. And um, I did not think anything of it. But in the preceding days, I had a workup, a biopsy, and found out that I had invasive uh, ductal carcinoma, which is, of course, breast cancer. Um, so that was a huge shock because I had been just going along. And, um, you know, I was very, very health conscious, which is actually the common factor with a lot of women, especially young women with breast cancer, there's not a lot of uh, family history for me. And it's funny because many women don't have family history, even if they're young. And so it's kind of a misnomer that all the young women have a family history um, to get breast cancer. Anyway, I went through the journey and I ended up with lots of research to see and the cancer was very, very aggressive. Um, so I did three drug chemotherapy for six rounds and then I did radiation. And um, it, it's funny because I always remember, and I tell this for patients that are facing decisions like that, they're very difficult to decide. Um, but what I did was I took all the knowledge and information that I had and tried to make the best decision at the time. 
And what I told myself is I would never second guess the decision that I made. And I haven't. And this is 17 years later. However, the chemotherapy had a huge, huge impact on my life and my health. And I feel like the last 17 years have been not recovering from cancer because I was cured from that right after the diagnosis with the therapy. But I've been um, healing from the effects of that toxic drugs on my system. And again, I don't regret it. I would do it again if I had to survive. However, um, it really, really affected my health, my immune system. I have an immune deficiency now that I have to deal with because of that and possibly the radiation as well. And then I also um, dealt with the gut issues. And about six months after my diagnosis of cancer and, and getting through chemotherapy, um, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease and um, I really cured myself with diet and then looking at the microbiome and, and altering the immune response to the microbiome. Those of us who have Crohn's disease tend to have an abnormal immune response to normal microbiota and so it's like an enhanced um, response that actually attacks the self. So lots of things in the journey, but I learned how to heal my gut, and now I'm a gut expert because of that, because I just love um, how we can actually change the microbiome of the gut and change immunity and autoimmune disease through that, um, that portal. So I thank you for sharing your story with us, and uh, I love that your pain has become your purpose. What was that light bulb moment, though? Because it sounds like you, like I, you were firmly planted on that allopathic traditional medicine track. You even had chemotherapy and standard treatments. So how did you discover functional medicine and discover that there's more to getting healthy than just drugs and surgery? What was that aha moment? What was that path like? Uh, so great question. I actually knew that I wanted to do more of a holistic um, approach. Um, I grew up with a very, like we gardened and had natural organic food and my mom was very health conscious. Um, but the interesting thing, and I actually applied to naturopathic school and traditional Chinese acupuncture and medicine school and all these kind of alternative routes. And then I also applied to allopathic MD school and I got accepted. And what I realized was if I wanted to make change and really learn the system, our system right now is dominated by allopathic medicine. And it's a great system for trauma and for heart attacks and for things that are urgent. Um, there's no better system really worldwide. However, um, we've got a lot to learn with chronic disease. And so I felt like if I went in the allopathic model and through that route, I would have the best chance of actually changing the system. So I really kind of infiltrated, um, got in, and, and I loved my education, but <laughs> there was a lot that I didn't agree with because when it comes to chronic obesity, diabetes, and just eating well and preventing disease, there's not, you know how it is, there's not a lot taught on nutrition and wellness and how to stay well and actually reverse. We were never taught to reverse disease in medical school. So right after medical school, I found functional medicine, and I just, it was kind of the thing that I knew in my heart I wanted to do. I didn't know there was a name for it. So I literally straight out of residency, actually straight out of medical school in residency started training in functional medicine so I came out of residency and started integrative medicine from day one I love that and I you know it's funny that you you did kind of infiltrate and you went <laughs> and my mom I grew up we called her granola Jerry uh, so she was very holistic and then I went to med school and told her mother we heal with steel and thought I knew better and then it wasn't until I had my own health challenges and I weighed 243 pounds and had chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and all this laundry list of health problems that I discovered uh, functional medicine actually through Suzanne Summers book oh, yeah. and um, then learned about it healed myself and now have transitioned my entire life and career so 
One of my favorite things to talk about and actually patients to see are mystery diagnosis patients. And I know that you're kind of the expert in mystery diagnosis. So let's talk about, I want people listening who have that mystery diagnosis, maybe they've been to several practitioners, several doctors, and all they get is antidepressants, sleep medications, mm-hmm. you know, birth control pills, the standard drugs that we doctors uh, who aren't awake yet give to people for these symptoms that we don't know. So talk about your approach and maybe what some symptoms are that you see and what are some of the diseases that you uncover. Oh, I love that because yeah. the complex chronic, the really mysterious stuff is the stuff I love yes. most, which I love like you do too, mm-hmm. um, because we can do the most uh, change and difference there. So when I think about functional medicine, obviously the gut is a huge piece of the puzzle um, because that's where our um, immune system interfaces with the external environment. And so many times there is gut um, dysbiosis or abnormal microbes or pathogens that actually can trigger autoimmune disease or some inflammatory response. But if I really simplify it in the most basic terms, I think about it like this when I see a patient. Functional medicine is either infection or toxin, and it's, it's a weight of which burden. So I'm looking at viral load, infectious load, um, gut dysbiosis and, and infections there. Um, things like Epstein-Barr, um, HHV-6, Kotsaki virus, um, HSV load, and their viral burden. And then also their, maybe the tick-borne infections, if they have anything like that. Um, other things like pathogens in the gut or pathogens in the sinuses, et cetera, et cetera. So infections is one piece of the puzzle. And the other side is this toxic burden. And unfortunately, in our, especially in the U.S., we don't have good regulation on toxins in the environment. In fact, just last weekend on uh, Friday, Monsanto was ruled against in a $290 million lawsuit because of the toxicity of glyphosate in a groundskeeper who developed Hodgkin's lymphoma. And Mm -hmm. the evidence was just pretty clear that this was a causative factor and um, Monsanto basically kept it hidden. So it was a malicious intent and 250 million of that was punitive damages, which is just to show that you big companies can't be so, you know, um, unobservant to to the toxic effects. So I was really excited because I have been campaigning for anti-glyphosate and non-GMO food sources for so long. All that to say, that's a toxic burden. And now they're finding traces of glyphosate in organic California wines. So how did it get there? It's everywhere. It's in our water supply. It's in our grounds. It's just so ubiquitous that even our organic supply here in the U.S. is not immune from that. And I say that just to prove the point that the toxic burden is all around us we can't escape it and so we really have to think about daily detox types of things like sauna epsom salt baths i do things like that every day i never like to do like a 21 or 10 day detox because then you're getting the idea that you can just detox once a year and we really have to do daily things so back to the whole complex patient it's usually a toxic or infectious burden that's making them ill it's kind of like the weight that broke the camel's back and it's what things are contributing to that overload and then their body can't heal because of it Right. And I always say you got to get the bad stuff out, the good stuff in and balance everything. And the bad stuff includes these chronic viruses and these toxic insults. So if you're someone who's listening and you've had a mystery illness and maybe you've been to multiple doctors and nobody really has an answer or they're just giving you drugs that control symptoms, one of the things you've got to look at and be aware of is that you probably have a significant toxic burden. And I see people every day who say to me, oh, well, I did this cleanse. Well, what cleanse did you do and where'd you get it? Oh, yeah, I got it at the drugstore or I got it at the health food store. And who told you to do that? Oh, it was the clerk there. Well, 
they're not trained and this is why you want someone who's trained in functional medicine to really help you but like dr jill said a 21 day detox isn't it you need to be detoxing every day because you're taking in these things every day through the air you breathe through your skin cosmetics toiletries um you're ingesting it in your food and you need to so preventing it i was talking with laura adler on one of the episodes and she was talking about her three rules of detoxifying prevention 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 so just elimination not taking it in um so these mystery illnesses if you're having whether it's fatigue and you can't sleep and your hair's falling out and you have a weight problem and oh you have irritable bowel or maybe you have an autoimmune disease i mean the list is so long but all these seemingly disparate symptoms that you have and you go to your doctor and they just want to give you a prescription for one or the other symptom guess what they're all related people they're all related and they come from the same root causes the same root sources and toxicity toxic burden is a huge part of that dr jill has a great uh, free report that you can download on her website and i'll give you the link in a little bit that helps you understand how to be continually detoxifying so talk a little bit about what are some of the things that people can do yeah so I love Laura's three rules. Mine are clean air, clean water, clean food. So like you said, super basic. Like you need air is 80% of our toxic exposure is airborne. When I heard that statistic, it's shocking because we think about food and stuff we put on our skin, but air is really important. So the air quality in your home and workplace, we have right next to me is an Austin air filter. We have them all over our office. I have two at home because the air quality is really important to me. And in my journey to help, that actually getting the air filters was a big changing point in how I felt every day. So mm -hmm. clean air, clean water, just making sure you have a source in your house or at work of clean, purified um, water. Um, and ideally, if it's reverse osmosis purified, you're going to lose the minerals. So you need to add those back if you're drinking purified from RO sources, which is great, clean, but it doesn't have the minerals. Um, I'm a huge fan of spring water, like mineral water, like San Pellegrino and some of those because they're loaded with minerals. Uh-huh. Yeah, they actually, that alkalinizes the body if you drink the mineral water. So clean air, clean water, and clean food. As you mentioned, clean food is just making sure you're eating organic whenever possible. You can look up the Dirty Dozen at Environmental Working Group, and those are the top 12 foods that are most sprayed with pesticides. So those are the ones that I just won't do um, non-organic. Say strawberries are always at the top of the list. If I'm eating out, I probably won't eat strawberries unless I know they're clean and organic. Mm -hmm. But um, the point is that those things can really make 80% of the difference in your health if you just take external sources, clean air, clean water, and clean food. And then you mentioned Bath and Beauty products for us women we use hundreds of products on our hair and face so making sure they're free of parabens and phthalates and um sls and some of these uh chemicals is really really critical i remember after my breast cancer i went through all my bath and beauty products and it literally took two to three years to get through everything that i used and actually replace it with clean stuff with it cleaning supplies or um, makeup or all of that so i tell women just start slowly because it can get expensive when you replace them all but it's really important because we're getting tons of exposure through the skin Right. Yeah. So getting, keeping all of those things out and also looking at the cleaning products in your home, uh, looking at the furnishings you're using. Um, I actually got very, made very sick by varnish in an office on uh, cabinetry. Um, and I know something that you see a lot as do I is multiple chemical sensitivity. What hope do you have for people who might be listening who are suffering with that? Oh, such a great question because there's more and more 
So I always teach about the concept of toxic load. And what this is, is it's like we're all born with a bucket capacity to detox. And when that bucket gets full and starts to run over the top, um, we lose our ability to detoxify and, and really recover from illness. So mm -hmm. when I see these sick mystery patients, most of them have that bucket pretty close to the top. And our job as practitioners is to find things in that bucket that we can decrease, decreasing mm -hmm. the load. And it doesn't have to be everything. It just needs to be some things that decrease that load because once they have margin again, they can heal. The reason I bring this up with multiple chemical sensitivity is because multiple chemical sensitivity is classic for bucket overload. It's, a, it's really a, a diagnostic criteria for the overload of the toxicity. So mm -hmm. detox, detox, detox is really what those patients need to do. Now they may need to do it very gently because they're already very sensitive. But even things like I've—I don't know the last time I found someone who couldn't. So, do um, uh, how do you define her brilliant health? That's the name of the podcast, and women listening kind of look to us as the role model. So, what would you say? What is brilliant health for women? Oh, I love that question. So, um, I um, obviously I love the science and the biochemistry and the complex chronic illness and the gut and the immune system and so I deal with that every day and I think that's critical and that daily detox but probably the most important and the thing that has gotten me through everything challenging in my life is the spiritual connection the meditation the prayer the belief in a higher power for me um, just that connection with something greater than yourself a purpose and really purpose has been shown over and over again to impact health greater than so many other things that we think about and again I love to dive deep into the biochemistry and science and that's what I do but what I realize in my own life that dealing with um, whether it's childhood trauma or relationship issues or just our growth our personal growth and our purpose and that connection for me um, my faith has so been so important in everything I've been through because I know that as I'm suffering or going through a really difficult time uh, or an illness or cancer, I know that there's a greater purpose in that. And so it's gotten me through a lot of really tough times. And I think that's so critical in teaching our patients to connect to something greater than themselves, whether it's their purpose or a higher power or whatever it is, or whatever it looks like to them. It's so critical and probably way more important than the stuff I do with the biochemistry. Yes, thank you for sharing that. And I think that's so important. I kind of have my pyramid uh, of issues that I deal with with patients and bottom level is the hormone balance then toxicity yeah. nutritional deficiency but on the top is that mental emotional spiritual yeah. connection and I really try and help people understand that if you're not addressing that you're missing really the whole point because that's the energetic framework so I love that you brought that into brilliant health so brilliant health is being connected spiritually it's yes what you're saying and I love that completely and what would be the top three things you would recommend that people could do today to start moving towards brilliant health overall in their lives? I love it. One thing we didn't mention, but it would probably be number one is sleep. People, um, especially in America, we're so driven and we're so like the, the goal is to get by on less sleep and be more productive, and that's not healthy. So first thing is make sure you address your sleep. That's the first thing I deal with. If I have a really complex patient and they're not sleeping, I know I can't get them well. So sleep is number one. Whatever you need to do to get good quality sleep, seven to eight hours most people need, um, that's number one. Um, food is number two. So what you put in your body is um, – maybe 80 to 90% of the battle with health. And so choosing organic whenever possible, whole foods, non-GMO. Um, I typically have patients go off gluten and dairy and sugar. And then just the joy and the purpose that we have in life, as you mentioned. Okay, great. I love it. So 
Sleep, food, joy, and purpose. You heard it here. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Jill. Thank you for your words of wisdom. I will definitely put a link and I'm going to share with everybody that they can go and download your free report on things they can start doing today. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you are inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page or visit KieranDunstonMD.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me and remember, achieving...